going on, everybody? This is In the Nosebleeds. We're a fantasy football and basketball podcast. I'm Tristan Peck. And I'm co-host Henry Hellman. So we'll give you a little bit of an introduction here before we start. We're going to do running back rankings here, but we'll give you a little introduction first. So we've been doing fantasy football here for about four or five years, and we've been big fans of the Timberwolves for a long time, as long as I can remember. And we would always sit down and we'd talk probably like an hour, two hours every couple of days talking about fantasy football. And we thought, what would what better way to do it than start a podcast, get it a little bit more formal? So I think one of the biggest things was, I mean, this way we can talk talk some s, go yeah. back, look at what we said <laughs> instead of just what happened is Tristan would get two years down the road and he would just be lying about what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so so I mean, I had to call him out on it get it in recording and now you guys have proof that he's also lying yeah so that's basically <laughs> it so we're gonna try and get this out about twice a week um like i said we're gonna do fantasy football here for a while and once once the football season's over and maybe sprinkled in a little bit we're gonna do uh some basketball in there as well we'll probably focus mostly on the timberwolves but i think we'll probably be a mixed bag we'll do right. do pretty much everything but we're gonna definitely have a lot of a lot more info on the Timberwolves because we follow it a lot more. Yeah. Um, we both uh, we both also get into the drafts, so a lot of NFL draft coverage and NBA drafts. Yep. And, yeah. Sure. So that's pretty much what we're gonna do. So let's get right into the running back rankings All here. Right, let's so, do it. <clears throat> so our consensus number one running back, obviously Saquon Barkley. Well, it wasn't that obvious because. Well, yeah. I mean, I had him at two. You had him right, at one, but. Right. I would say overall, most most of the communities have him at one. And again, we're going with uh, 0.5 PPR. Yep. So this so is we'll going to be, be half point PPR rankings. Right. I mean, this is kind of the rank that we think everybody should go half point PPR. I mean, yeah. you, if you get full point PPR, I think it kind of it benefits too much too heavily. Yeah. Uh, receptions, and I think if you have just regular standard, you don't right. benefit receptions enough. So right. I think half point is is perfect. Honestly, we've been doing half point for a few years and. Oh, what I was think. it? A couple of years ago, Theo Riddick was just an animal, and yeah, he was basically exactly. irrelevant. And the Ravens' the tight ends used to be incredible. And they'd get like, <laughs> Pitta. They'd, yeah, Pitta right. used to get like yeah. eight receptions for thirty yards, and he was that, the number one tight end. Right. So. That shouldn't happen. So, uh, getting back to the rankings, though, so Saquon Barkley, last year he had two hundred sixty-one rushing attempts, uh, one thousand three hundred seven yards, and eleven touchdowns. <clears throat> he also added in seventy-seven receptions. And 567 receiving yards. So he was close to that 2,000 total yard markage. Um, and he added in three reception touchdowns. So he had 14 total touchdowns. I mean, do you have any concerns at all with the offense, obviously, without losing Odell and some questionable moves in the yeah, offseason? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. We've seen the way that Jones has played. If he comes in and he plays anything like he has in the preseason, I think there's a good chance that he can maintain these numbers. Um, I think a lot of his issue, if he did have one, would be overusage. I think yeah. you see that. I mean, it. you come back from almost 400 touches, a lot of times the injury is very possible. Yep. But, again, it's kind of a catch-22 thing. You, you don't, you're not going to have the output he will without having the touches. So. Yeah, no, I agree for sure. I think one thing that – that's going to be interesting to see this year is he was the best 
big play running back in the league last year. Last year, and this is according to Field Yates, he had the most rushes of 25-plus yards in in 2018 and 12. That's double the next running back. The next highest was Josh Allen, quarterback of the Bills. (laughs) No way. (laughs) He had seven rushes of 25 or more yards. Nick Chubb was the next running back, and he had six. So the big play thing is, I mean, I, I do get a little bit worried. I mean, if yeah, that if definitely. that comes down, I saw a stat as well. He averaged, I think it was right around three yards a carry if you took out the... I think it was 2.2. Ex- 2. Yeah, it was, it was, it was yeah, under it was, three yards a carry. And that's if you took out the explosive plays. Now, obviously, you can't do that. And in fantasy football, you'll take it wherever you can get it. Right. But I do think that's something to factor in. I mean, definitely. if if the offense is just worse... So you have to think that Saquon Barkley is going to be worse. And i that's part of the reason I have him at number two. And I also think, I mean, you, obviously everybody knows Odell leaving. That offense is bad. But he also had one of the highest yards per carry with eight men stacking the box. So it kind of reminds me of like an Adrian Peterson situation of right. of years ago when the Vikings would just run him and run him and, and just use him in any way that they could. And you knew that he was still going to be a really solid fantasy player even if that team's not good that's that's not fantasy football it's not necessarily all about the team it's how can this player perform and I still think he's going to be phenomenal I I don't have him as my number one running back but I think he still is one of the safest running backs I mean we'll get into it a little bit later but I have some questions about other running backs that are in really bad offenses but I don't as much with Saquon I mean this is a guy like we just talked about he had 77 receptions I mean that's yeah uh, that's incredible 95 targets you don't get that out of a running back very often and I think even if they get down in the game and the game script doesn't favor the running back so to speak it still favors Saquon because Eli targeted him and targeted him with that short passing game so I think I mean he's about as sure as you can get if he's not going to finish number one, I have a hard time thinking that he's right. going to finish outside number five. Yeah, I think we're definitely, I mean, with the top three, we're splitting hairs. I mean, even if Zeke comes back at the top four, you're splitting hairs. Yeah, but, it's all preference, right, I think. really. And I'm looking at the list here, and for last year's averages, uh, Saquon had 21.3 average game, McCaffrey had 20.8, and Kamara had 20.9. So you're literally looking yeah. at... Point four difference there. Well, yeah, and, and as far as consistency goes, the fantasy footballers put out what's called the ultimate draft kit, and they have consistency rankings. And it shows here Saquon had one week where he was a running back three. He had no weeks outside of a running back three. He had three weeks he was a running back two, and the rest of the weeks he was running back one. So even though the offense isn't that nuts. great, I mean, he's about as consistent as it gets. Yeah. And you can, like you had mentioned, talking about usage or overusage, and that that definitely, I mean, running backs getting overused in an offense, I can see that argument, but he's also, this is his, I mean, he, he's a sophomore. Right. So he, he shouldn't have that wear and tear yet. He hasn't had any big injury throughout his career. He's been banged up every now and then, but nothing yeah. significant. I just, I think without injury, which you can't ever predict, He's as locked and loaded as you can get. So if I had to say, like, devil's advocate, obviously I would say the injury possibility. And I would say you look at a guy like Todd Gurley, 
mm-hmm. when in going into his second year in the Fisher offense, which was not up to date, you know, just pound the ball. Todd Gurley didn't do good. Like he, he was very inefficient. I mean, since yep. they got Fisher out of there, they, they've been he's been yeah great. he's been incredible yeah, yeah he's been number one for back to back years back to back years yeah twenty touchdowns both years so that's I mean really the only concerns I have is maybe overusage and misusage I guess yeah be the term yeah I can see that but I like I said I I think and we both agree obviously as a test as attested by our rankings I mean we both think he's going to be a top five running back right. at the end of the yeah, year. Definitely, definitely. You can't beat the consistency. Yeah. So number two in our rankings, we have Alvin Kamara. Now I'm a little bit more bullish on him. I have him at number mm-hmm. one. I think he's, he's the best fantasy running back to own this year. He's a guy that I'm going to be targeting any place I can get him. You have him at number three. Yep. So I guess my like my questions are what are your concerns? So I'll, I'll go over all the, all the things I like about him, but I'm curious what your concerns are before I go into my my side of it. I don't think it's as much as concerns as I just like McCaffrey better. Like it, again, it's splitting hairs. I I think if I had any concerns, it's basically the Mark Ingram type thing. I mean, Latavius is there. Latavius has proven to be a good running back. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as people don't want him to be, like, yeah. but he's he's proven to be efficient. He's proven at the goal line. I mean, he's a, he's a tall player, so he, I mean, all he does is reach out half the time. And we we saw firsthand with the Vikings. He's mm-hmm. he's he's good around the goal line. But I, I think he could definitely snipe some touchdowns. They run the ball a lot inside the ten. Which yeah, you're talking about Murray sniping some touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, and I can see that too. I guess I I think. When you go back to when Murray was with the Raiders, I mean, that's kind of what right. his bread and butter was. I, yeah. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he finished as a top 10 running back or a top 15 running back one of those years, and he had, like, double-digit touchdowns, and he was basically, right. that was his production. That was it. So I can see that. I, I think, I guess, my question to you, how much touchdown, how involved do you think he's really going to be? How involved do you think he's actually going to be in this offense? Because to me, I just don't see him getting over... Latavius we're talking about now. I, yeah. I don't see him getting over 10 touches a game. Personally, do you do you disagree? I think I don't I don't disagree. I I think that's probably about right. But I think what Kamara put out last season for touchdowns was insane. What did what did he end up with? Let me take a look here. Yeah, and I mean there's a, there's bound to be some regression. I just personally yeah, he, I th- he had 14 rushing touchdowns and yep. four receiving. So I I mean if that takes a dip at all, I mean, it definitely could, especially with uh, Latavius there. But I, I mean, again, picking hairs. Yeah, no, I hairs, can see that. So. I, I think my thing. Last year, obviously, Mark Ingram had the suspension, but when in the twelve games that he played, he had 159 total touches. So you factor that out, he had about 13 touches a game. I don't see. I know a lot That's of people point. think that Latavius is going to come in and be Mark Ingram, and I know they paid him quite a bit of money to come in, but. I don't see him being that involved. I can get the argument around the goal line, but although Murray is a capable pass catcher, he's never been a elite pass catcher. Yeah. And Alvin Kamara's had 81 receptions both years he's been a part of that offense. I don't see... I actually think that's going to increase, to be honest. I think yeah. there's a chance that that increases. And let me just go over it. These are the running back 
average finishes for the Saints in average points per game since 2011. One, one, two, one, two, one, one. That's the that's their average running backs points per game in fantasy. Wow. So they haven't had. I mean, they've had what two years that they finished second. That's and nuts. every other year they finished first. Yeah. So it's just a system that. It, obviously plays well to running backs and i mean true breeze is a huge part of that too yeah yeah definitely dumps off a lot yeah and and if you if you have any concerns about drew breeze's age which i don't personally i guess but anything that would help yeah exactly it's gonna help him i mean eli did that exactly so i just see i i see a clear path for him to be the running back one I mean, I do think the concerns for me would be, obviously, they've tried to limit him to some degree. He's never had over 200 rushing attempts. I know he's had a short career, but he's never had over 200 rushing attempts. But I think he's just so locked and loaded in the passing game and so sure in the rushing game, too. He, I remember when Christian McCaffrey came in, and a lot of people were like, oh, everybody knows he's a super good pass catcher, but how can he be as a rusher? We've seen that Alvin Kamara can do both. Yeah. at at with great success. So I just see him I, I think he's the locked and loaded one for me. If I had the first pick in the draft, I think that's where I would go with it personally, but I can't be mad at any of these top 4 to be honest with you. Yeah, hey, so, I like it, man. Uh, I got the 3 spot in our draft as you know. <laughs> Cuz you're 4 and you know I'm probably going to end up with Kamara. I'm hoping he gets to me, but I I don't think he will. <laughs> he won't. So number 3 We've got Christian McCaffrey. And before we get into McCaffrey, I do have a question. We'll get to Zeke in a minute. But if Zeke comes back, let's just say he signs a long-term deal right now, where do you put Zeke? Because I, 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 this is our rankings right now. And maybe this is a better question, I guess, once we get to Zeke. But I'm just curious, does Zeke go all the way up to number one or two for you? Or does he kind of, I mean, you had already said in the top four we're splitting hairs. Does right. he jump McCaffrey? Does he jump Kamara? You know what? It's it's really close. I honestly probably. I, I honestly looking at the stats from last year, I think I might keep him. He's got an insanely high floor. He, yeah. he had three hundred and four rushing attempts last year. Yeah, which, which is, is crazy, just nuts. And, and the next highest of the guys that we're talking about here is two sixty one, which is Saquon. Yeah, I mean that's that's forty extra touches he got there. And last year he got heavily involved in the passing game. I yeah, mean this the was first the biggest time too. Yeah. Well, let's let's stick with McCaffrey okay, here because yeah. he we'll is our number three yeah, consensus. We'll so, McCaffrey last year he had 219 rushing attempts, over a thousand yards. He had seven touchdowns on the ground. He had 107 receptions, which is incredible. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, over a hundred receptions as a running back is just incredible. And he had. 870 or 867 yards through the air, which is, I mean, it's just mind blowing. He he had yeah. almost 2,000 yards. I remember we had talked a lot last year, and the reason I picked him last year is because I thought that he had the skill set to be a thousand yard rusher and a thousand yard receiver. And I think he's he might be the only one, maybe Camara, but I just I don't know that. Could I, I think he could, I guess. He has a skill set to do it. But I think McCaffrey has a real chance yeah. to get a thousand and a thousand. I think Camara's if anything, if he doesn't, it would be 
just based off workload. I mean, I yeah, think they manage exactly. him a little bit better yeah. than the other teams manage their running backs. Do you have any concerns? There's been some reports that the the Panthers might try and ease his workload a little bit. I think I think it was the owner, but somebody had said something about not wanting him to be as heavily involved. Yeah. Are there any concerns at all Actually, about? I saw that report, and what he said exactly was uh, he wanted his snap count to decrease, but his usage to stay the same. Yeah, that, yep, that's right. But I don't know how much I buy into that exactly because basically what you're telling the opposing team is when he's on the field, we're going to use him. Like, it, yeah, it's like that's what we're going to do. And as evidenced by last year, having him off the field just isn't a good decision. Right. I mean, yeah. ev- anybody that comes in yeah. that second string running back because they're not going to be nearly as effective yeah no i I, i'm with you i I think that if if he does see a bump in touchdowns i mean he only had what is it here he had seven rushing touchdowns which Mm -hmm. a lot of those are getting sniped by cam yep but i mean if he takes a slight bump in that he's probably rb1 yeah yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about about McCaffrey. I mean, he's yeah. going to be heavily involved. I think, I guess my one thing for him is a lot of people, I mean, I, I wouldn't buy too much into this report that they're going to increase his usage or whatever, decrease his snap count. Last year, they had C.J. Anderson on that team. And I think a lot of people were kind of hesitant to believe in McCaffrey because C.J. Anderson's had success when he was in Denver. Right. They waived him. And he went on to the Rams and was incredibly successful. And I know you can't, it's, it's not apples to apples, but the point is like McCaffrey held that job and got the goal line work. So I just don't, and and CJ Anderson has been a really good running back. So I just don't think that there's a whole lot to worry about as far as somebody outside of cam stealing touchdowns from him, to be honest. No, definitely. I mean, to see them cut him and then him go to the Rams and perform like he did. I mean, he's a pretty big dude. Yeah, exactly. And that, that says a lot, Yeah, definitely. I think. So getting into number four here, Ezekiel Elliott. And we both have him at number four. And, and I guess now is probably the best time to ask that question. Like, where where would you rank him if he signed today? Would You, you would still keep him at four. Because to me, I would, I'd probably move him up I might move him up to number two. I I, I I know that's ahead of Saquon, but I I think like exactly what you said. I mean, I don't yeah. see a range of outcomes for Zeke where he's not a top five, top six running back. I mean, and, and part of that for me is the pass work. Yeah. I mean, he had so much And what involvement. makes me think that I might move him up to is – he actually had like his lowest touchdown totals, basically possible with the amount of yards he put up. Yeah, and he just he had didn't nine see a, total a ton, touchdowns. Yeah, he didn't see a ton of ton of carries inside the ten or twenty yard line. Yeah. His his utilization is incredible until they get close to the goal line. I think he broke. Did he break two thousand yards? Total yards? Yeah. I yeah he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had. So, I mean, uh, he had one thousand four hundred thirty four on the ground in three hundred four rushing attempts, and he had. 721 receiving yards on 91 receptions, which right. I mean, if if I would have told you before the season that Zeke would be oh, creeping on a hundred receptions, you would have said no way. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, he's obviously number one if last year drafts. If you're thinking like that, exactly, I, mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have believed you. I mean, what what are the stats for? I saw it a couple of days ago, and it's like 
two players have been able to get into the top five running backs without 50-plus receptions, and it was, like, in the past five years. And I think okay. it was LeGarrette Blunt. Oh, yeah, when he was had the 20 t- yeah. or just some crazy and, touchdown amount. Yeah, And I, I would have been like, wow, obviously he's number one pick yep. if, if he's going to do that. And, I mean, if he's able to maintain that, I, I think he's easily top four, but he might be top two or three. And, I, I mean, there's really not a lot to say about Zeke. They have one of the best offensive lines in all of football. Right. And it, he, he's locked and loaded. I know that Jerry Jones has been talking about this rookie and he can handle a workload. Yeah. And uh, to me, it's that's contract smoke. talk. He, yeah. It's just smoke. You, you know that Zeke is that offense and they want him back 100%. Definitely. So my question to you, you're drafting today. Oh, don't do it to me. <laughs> You're drafting today. Do you still take him number four? We have him ranked as the number four running. I would pick him and, number four. And I think I would too. And and as you alluded to earlier, I have the number four pick in our draft. <laughs> <laughs> and so so this is this is also for me, I guess. But I I I still think I don't think he's gonna miss a lot of time. I mean, we've talked about this at length, but a lot of people compare it to the Lev Bell situation. It's it's not that he's no. under contract. Yeah, he's under contract for not one but two more years. Yeah. So and that doesn't mean that they can't come to an agreement on an, on an extension. But he can't miss games, and because ha- if he misses a certain amount of games, I believe if he doesn't play by like week ten, and this is the same for Melvin Gordon, who we'll get in later, it doesn't count as a allocated right. season. So he's going to be on the same exact contract next year if he doesn't yeah. play. He's going to have two years left. It really just doesn't make sense. It doesn't I mean, make sense. I, I think, think that he will miss. Everybody's afraid of it just because it happened with Bell. Yeah, but, but it's different. Yeah, it's completely different. It, it won't happen. And if it does, I mean, it's it's more him being stupid than anything. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that he's going to be playing. He might miss a week or two weeks even just right. to prove a point. I wholeheartedly believe that he's going to be back in the right. first few weeks. But even then, I mean... I think missing three weeks is worth getting bumped down. Yeah. In in a rankings, and, you know, and I just guess because I mean that's you, the seasons are what twelve weeks. Yeah. Before playoffs. Yeah. I mean that's quarter of your season if you miss this three weeks. That's tough to go three weeks without your first round pick. Yeah, and we won't spend too much time here because we still have a bunch of guys to get through. We're gonna yeah. try and get through about twenty guys, but I do want to ask. I mean, you and I have never been proponents of handcuffs. It just takes up a roster spot. Right now, if you were to draft him, if you had your draft today and you drafted Zeke at number four, would you draft, I believe his name's Tony Pollard, or would you draft one of the the second string running backs just to kind of assure that you have the Cowboys running back position locked? Or would you fade that and go target a guy, maybe like a Devin Singletary in the last round, who if he pops, he could be incredible, but he also might not even win the starting job. That was, that was probably going to be one of my sleepers with Singletary. Yeah. But I might have to hold out <laughs> on him now. But, uh, no, I, I think you have to almost go with the handcuff because, I mean, if you get burned on it, that's a season-long it's, burn. This is the one situation that is similar to Lev Bell's right. situation. And you saw although the people he, that pick Connor. Exactly. They, they got, I mean. And although he won't miss the whole year. Right. He still, you still need that handcuff to ensure that, you have the Cowboys running back position, in my in my opinion. Yeah. So getting into number five, and this might be, I don't think this is all that outlandish, but this might be a little bit high on some people's rankings. Our consensus number five is Nick Chubb. 
So there's a lot of reasons I like him, to be honest. I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons both of us like him. W- what did you have him ranked? Um, let me take a look here. Because I, I had him. I'm, I'm really high on him, to be honest with you. So I think... Obviously, the biggest argument against him. I mean, most people come out with being Kareem Hunt. You yeah, know, I, and, and I, I think if you're buying into that, in my opinion, you're, you're looking way too far down the road. I mean, yeah. Kareem Hunt is suspended for the first eight weeks. Right. This is most seasons are, like you said, 12 weeks long. This is, that's two-thirds of your fantasy football season yeah. that he's out. And they have no uh, – we were talking about this yesterday. I bet you most people couldn't name the second running back outside of Kareem behind Nick Chubb. I, mean, I they, still can't. I, yeah. I don't think I looked it up after. <laughs> and they traded Duke Johnson, so you have to think that there's a little bit of an uptick yeah. in product or in in pass work. And he showed it. He was an okay pass catcher. He was a capable pass catcher last Definitely. year. It's not like I mean, obviously you're going to use Duke Johnson because he was one of the best pass catchers, pass catching running backs in the league. But I just I think he's going to have somewhat of an uptick there, and his rushing totals were incredible. I mean. He had 176 rushing attempts from week seven on. So the last 10 games once he won the starting job. So you factor that out, obviously, that's close to 18 rushes rushes per game. Yeah. If you think he's even going to get two or three receptions per game, he's 20 touches in the Browns offense that should be a top five yeah. offense this year without cool. injury. Yeah. I mean, that's tough to beat. I think, I think if there's one guy that could sneak into that, and I don't even know if it's sneak at this point, but that could sneak into that number one running back spot. I think it could be him. And and if you're really worried about Alvin Kamara, you know that he's going to be the sole back for the first eight weeks. If you're really worried, one, you could just pick up Kamara and use him for the fantasy playoffs if, that's, if you think he's going to take some reasonable share of the workload you mean you mean Kareem Hunt or yeah excuse me Kareem Hunt yeah, yeah and or two trade Nick Chubb right at like week six or seven you, I mean, if you're, you're really, really worried yeah there's going to be a lot of people that are buying Nick Chubb in week five or six and I, I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of people that are really regretting not drafting Nick Chubb I mean I I've been on ESPN we we draft on ESPN 29 29 I mean that's that's outlandish. I mean, yeah, that is there's just, no way that should that be. That is a just, thing. there's. I get I, to the swing on, I think I end up picking at 23 when I do mocks and I pick third overall. Yeah. But, and I get him every time. Yep. That shouldn't be a thing. I, I mean, I shouldn't be getting potentially a top five running back mm-hmm. at like RB 12, 13, whatever he is ranked there. Yep. It's just, it's pretty wild. I, I think that. Kareem Hunt won't take anything away from him. I mean, we all know he's got off-the-field issues. I think they got him more of an insurance thing mm-hmm. in case of an injury, which NFL running backs obviously have a high injury risk. But, yeah, you know, I, I have him as RB7. You have him as RB5. Yep. So I, I think that's that speaks for itself. I think he's going to be pretty solid. Yeah, and I guess one one last stat just to kind of bolster what we're talking about. He had 823 rushing yards, or 823 yards in in those 10 weeks that he was the starter. He averaged 97.2 total yards per game. I think that that could see an increase, but if you extrapolate that out to 16 games, 
If you just took his last year's average when he was the starter across 16 games, he has 1,555 total yards. And I genuinely believe that he could push 10, 12 to 15 touchdowns in that offense. Oh, yeah. So uh, so I, I guess if, Ooh, if who that's... Who is going to take away his rushes? Yeah, in, nobody. In, in unless, you, like we've talked about, unless you really think Kareem will, which I don't. Personally, right. but I mean, in, there, there's even a chance. If he does, that's yeah. Like, if he's man. heavily involved, which you're totally fine with, through the eight, first eight weeks, then there is a chance that yeah. they could go to Kareem to try and preserve him for what Browns fans and I think all, the general consensus thinks will be the Browns' first winning season in years yeah. and a playoff push. So I could see that, but I still think. The value is just incredible right now. Yeah. I mean, if you're drafting on ESPN, which like we've Push talked about, for your draft to be tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you want to <laughs> draft those, as soon those as rankings possible. are going to change. <laughs> yeah, they're for sure going <laughs> to change. So let's get into our number six, and our number six is Joe Mixon, and this is to me is where there gets to be a real, not a real tear break, because you and I both love Joe Mixon. I remember, as we've alluded to, we're Vikings fans, and we had talked about. When the Vikings traded up and got Dalvin Cook, we were oh, both we were just praying that oh, it was yeah. Joe Mixon. And the results speak for themselves. I mean, he's in the Bengals' offense, which is just falling apart. I mean, they, they spent some draft capital. They drafted Jonah Williams, I believe. He got hurt almost immediately. Yep. So they tried to shore up their O-line. Didn't work. Not only that, they've had multiple retirements already. And... There are concerns. I mean, AJ Green's AJ injured. Green. Andy Dalton is has not performed up to Rocket. up to expectations, and I think I don't know. There's I, a lot of concerns I have, I guess, for Joe Mixon. The best argument for him is he is going to get touches, like insane oh, sure. amount of touches. Yeah. Like I, I think that he will likely get between twenty and twenty five every game and that's almost no Oh doubt. he's he's for sure the number one option on that team. Right. I mean like who's next? Tyler Boyd? Yeah. Is is Eifert injured or not? He's not yet, I don't believe, <laughs> but he will be. <laughs> he probably will be. So no, but. I no, I agree for sure. And and I have him at number six. You have him at number eight. So we're yep. not all that far off. I do think the next three running backs we have, they all kind of are in the same wheelhouse. Right, I mean, that's some sort of risk. Yeah, too. there's some risk because yeah. they're all three in terrible offenses, but we know how they are, are as players. And I, I still think, I still think Joe Mixon's going to have a really solid season. I mean, last year he had eight rushing touchdowns. He ran 4.9 yards per carry, and they had a bad o- offensive line last year. Yeah. And he caught 43 balls which I feel like that's going to go up. I mean, we've seen... Gio's still there. Gio is still there, and there are... He's a good running back. Like, he's a good pass catcher, definitely. But I feel like if you want to get the maximum output on your offense, you have to have Mixon in there yeah. as much as possible. And, and you bring up a good point, though. I think Gio is, is another concern. Yeah. Definitely. And, I mean, there's been talks throughout training camp that Gio's looked good, and, and you can't believe all the training camp hype. But there were also reports that they were trying to come to an agreement on a contract with Gio Bernard. So that shows that they're going to have him involved. Well, really this tells you, is Tristan sat here and talked S about him a lot, but <laughs> this tells you what his skill set is. He's a dynamic player. Like yeah. The fact that Tristan has him ranked where he does and he's got all this negative stuff around him, I mean, that's just 
Yeah, and I think I mean for itself too. I think everybody has seen the positives. Yeah. I mean, we can go over and talk about the pros to Joe Mixon and just his overall talent. I mean, if right. you've been paying any attention, you've seen his his latest game and his stiff arm where he yeah. he buried him. Yeah, he buried him. I mean, he's just incredibly talented. But there are definitely concerns, and I think yeah. this is like we've talked about. This is kind of where it gets into the concerns. Is there anything else you want to add in on? If Joe you Mixon. don't like Joe Mixon, it you don't have to pick him at this spot. I mean, there's other options. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if end of season if he was a top three running back. No, right? it wouldn't me either. But I, I think, I mean, kind of what you're saying is like, you don't have to reach for Joe Mixon. I, he's been flying up draft no. boards. You don't ha- if you aren't comfortable. With the risk that comes with him, you don't Big have to. Job. He's going twenty nine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to reach for him. I mean, there's, to be honest, outside of the top four and what I consider the top five with Nick Chubb, there's going to be concerns about all these guys. I mean, every single guy that we have on the list here on out is going to have some sort of concern. So right. you you have to pick your battles. Which guy do you like? Do you like the talent? Do you like the opportunity more? I think Joe Mixon has a good blend of both of those, to be honest, but. They are in a really bad offense, yeah. probably going to be a, a bottom 10 offense. I mean, we've talked about it before, but the top 10 finishes for a running back in a bottom half offense in the last three years, there's, there's been four. Three of those came last year. Yeah. So, I mean, if you project, which I think that they will be, a, they're going to be a bottom half offense. And I mean... Obviously, this year you think it's we both think Saquon's going to be one. Yeah, exactly. Saquon's definitely, gonna be and they should be. I'm sure they're going to be a bottom half offense. So exactly. Yeah. So unless you think that the this trend of multiple running backs in the top ten that are in bottom half offenses is going to continue, you, you might want to fade him. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, of these next three running backs that we have, one, two, or possibly three of these guys are going to disappoint with where they're being picked. So with that, I think we should get into our next one. And we have David Johnson, number seven. So I know you don't like David Johnson, but oh, you got burned oh, by him. Well, let's not bit. get I, I love David Johnson. <laughs> well, okay, okay. I, I, I love David you Johnson. You don't like David Johnson at his ADP. I do not. I, I mean, he's ever since the Zeke news, he's been flying right. up the boards. I mean, you look a couple weeks ago, and you could get him on the turn, on, on the second turn. Like you could get him with like the twentieth pick, or and now he's going at pick five or six, and I just, I think that's a mistake. I mean, I know not to buy into all the preseason, but Kyler Murray had five drives. I think it was four or five drives in the last preseason game, and I believe he had twelve passing yards. I think he had less completions than actual drives. Taken yeah, through. And so, so there are some concerns there, but more so. It's just the offensive line, and not only that. I mean, yeah. you look at when David Johnson really broke out, when he really broke onto the scene and had that fantasy MVP year a few years back. They had a, a really good offense with Carson Palmer there, but they a big reason they had such a good offense was because their defense was so good. They had a really good defense, and they don't have that anymore. The Arizona Cardinals' defense is it's just not what it used to be. I mean, Patrick Peterson's hurt. Robert Alford just broke, I believe it was the tibia in his leg. So right. both of their top two cornerbacks are out. I think that could potentially help David Johnson. To be honest, I, I, I think 
Well, I guess it depends how much you think Chase Edmonds is going to be involved. If you think Chase Edmonds goes in on, you know, two-minute drives or they're down by two touchdowns, they're obviously going to be doing a lot of dumping off and just trying to push down the field. I, I think if you think Chase Edmonds is going to be on the field for passing downs a lot, then I don't think he's worth the five value. But if you think David Johnson is going to be out there, which I do, I, I think that's definitely worth it. I, yeah, no, I agree. And I think, I, I don't know, I guess my, my big concerns are, I've already highlighted some of them, but a big concern and why I bring up defense it just makes sense in football. If your defense is out right. on the field longer, your offense isn't. Right. And Did I genuinely say that they want they want to be on the field for eighty downs. Is that what he said? I'm not sure. I didn't see that. <laughs> but I, I, that just doesn't seem possible, honestly. Seventy, yeah. eighty. I I just don't that's think a, that's a lot. You're expecting <laughs> a lot from Murray. Yeah. As a rookie. And, and to his defense, I, like I said, I love David Johnson as a player. And as a person, I mean, there's no character concerns. There's no, I mean, he had, what was it a thumb injury before? I mean, but he's not, he's really not banged up all that often. He's probably the best pass catching running back in the NFL. And he finished as a top 10 running back last year. Yeah. And this was, their coach ran, I I believe it was 70% of his runs were in the inside. (laughs) Right down the middle. Right down the middle, which is not the way to utilize yeah. him. And I and I'm a guy that drafted. I've had David Johnson on my fantasy team in the past two years, right? Because I buy the talent, but I, I don't. I personally, these are guys. Him and Le'Veon Bell are guys that I'm totally fine passing. I'm totally fine letting somebody else take the chance on because I don't want my first round pick me to be biting or gritting my teeth and saying, oh, will he just give me 12 points? Because that's the way it was for me last year. I mean, I ended up trading trading him later on in the season. Yeah. And I got nowhere near the value because every week, week in and week out, he finished as a top 10 running back. But that doesn't tell the whole story. And every week I remember thinking, oh, if David Johnson just gives me 10 to 15, I'll be fine. Yeah. And you don't want your number one pick to do that to you personally I, yeah. I i do think he probably finishes as a top 10 running back yeah, that's why i have he, him ranked if there. he gets you anything he gets you a good floor i mean last year yeah. they can't be any worse than they were last year and like you no. said what was he 10 yeah he Maybe was 10, 10. yeah in he, most leagues right. i mean it depends some leagues they have bonuses and, and certain things but right. but i mean it there's no way the offense isn't better than it was last year that was pathetic no i agree well, with that being said, though, I think we should get into number yeah. eight, which is the next one that we have, and big question mark. I mean, I'm I'm totally fading this guy personally. This is Le'Veon Bell. You know, and, I have a hard time with him, too, as well. I mean, especially with Gase, Gacy, yeah. however you say his name. I, yep. I just, Adam Gase. Yep. I just, I'm not sure if he's fully committed to him is the thing. Well, yeah, I mean, he had spoken out about not wanting to spend big money on right. a running back. <laughs> and and they then go, they do it. And so then they do it, I, yeah. I, you know what, I'm just... And also, I think they got Ty Montgomery after they signed back. Yeah, yeah. Which, if it happens before, it's one thing. Like, yep. you didn't know he was coming. But to go get him afterwards was kind of odd. And, and here's, here's my big concerns. I mean, you, he's in an offense... That is not anywhere near what the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense used to be. 
I mean, Pro Football Focus, they have their rankings and they they have some sort of algorithm that, that figures out where players and where offensive lines and certain things are ranked. They have the Jets O-line ranked 28th, obviously of 32, Tough. entering the season. He's never when oh. he was with Pittsburgh. He's never seen a bottom half offense, offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus. Right. They had the this is when he was with Pittsburgh. They were ranked 15, 8, 10, 3, and twelve. He's never seen a bottom half offensive line, and everybody that's watched him knows that his running style is patient Patience, yeah. and sit behind his O line, wait for the blocks to develop. What happens if those you blocks don't yeah, develop? He can't be patient. Well, we've seen that with. Delvin Cook. I mean, he has yeah. to hit the hole immediately. Exactly. Otherwise, he's getting drilled in the backfield. He, in my opinion, which obviously you can't change his running style, I still think he's going to be good. But I don't think his running style is well-suited for an offense right. and an offensive line that is this poor. I, I'm completely fading him. If you can I, – I think ESPN where, where has – Where would you pick him overall? Overall? Yeah, I, I would definitely – Yeah, a 10-team league. I would definitely – Probably between like seventeen and twenty two is where wow. I would I would I'd go. I, I've actually drafted him in a few mock drafts because I have the number four pick in in our league, and I've picked him with my second pick. And I think ESPN has him ranked at like number six overall. And a lot of people are off of him on there, which I think is super smart. But if he gets past fifteen, I'll take him there. I think yeah. he if he can be your second running back, that's phenomenal. But I do not want any part of him as my first running back. So, you know, I have him ranked at seven. And I, I don't know if I was in a draft today if I would pick him at seven. I think I would rather yeah. have Hopkins, Adams, and then maybe on the swing back go with Chubb. Yep. But it's, it's all about value of where you're picking. I, I don't exactly. think I'm worried that he won't give me the value back of where he's ranked. But then again, I, I think he will be probably a top ten running back. Yep. But there's a lot of risk there, for sure. Yeah, I agree, for sure. Well, with that being said, though, I think we should get into number nine, which ironically is James Conner. And last year, obviously, he broke onto the scene, and he had 215 rushes, 1,251 rushing yards. Got to get into one thing that's really important. Or excuse me, 215 rushes, 973 rushing yards. And he had 12 touchdowns. Yeah. Which... Obviously, they were a fantastic offense last year. I mean, you had Antonio Brown, you had Juju. Their offensive line, as we just alluded to, is always great. And I don't know. I mean, what what concerns do you have about him? I have some concerns. I just I don't think he's going to have the year that he did last year. I do. I mean, there are a lot of positives to to pull out of James Conner. So, where do you have him ranked overall? I believe I have James Conner at number seven. So I actually I have him above Lev Bell and David Johnson because I still think that offense yeah. is going to be good. And here's here's the things that I like about him. I guess Big Ben last year set a personal record for pass attempts. He had almost 700 pass attempts, which is outland. I mean, that's just yeah. th- there's no way that it's going to a lot of them are out the door. Yeah, he broke his his next best passing attempts in a season by almost 70, which is crazy. I mean, that's that's like four to five more passing attempts per game. That's going to come down. 
100%. That's going to come down. It will come down, but there's, I mean, how many targets did Antonio Brown have? I mean, there's a lot still left to distribute yeah. throughout the offense. And I, I think that could directly correlate with James Conner having more receptions, which is possible. But I think if we got to talk about one thing that's really a negative for James Conner, it's his haircut. <laughs> he has one of the worst haircuts I've <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> But, I mean, besides that, he's he's obviously great on the field. But, all jokes aside, I, I think that they have one of the better O-lines, as you talked about, yep. talking about Bell. Um, Big Ben's obviously a good passer. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they got holes for days. If he stays healthy, I think it's he's a top 10 quarter or top 10 running back, definitely. No, I agree. And, and here's some consistency rankings for you. Because I, I think, like we had talked about with David Johnson, I mean – him, me, like gritting my teeth, wanting him to yeah. give me a solid week. When you're picking this early, you want consistency. Definitely. You you want a running back that's consistent. And he had three weeks. And granted, you got to think, I mean, he missed a couple games later in the year with an ankle injury. But he had three games that he played that he was a running back three. He had three weeks that he was a running back two. And the rest of his weeks, he was a one, including a couple number one finishes that's pretty good. And, and, yeah, that's really solid. And, yeah. again, I do think that that's going to come back down a little bit. I don't think – it wouldn't surprise me if his touchdown total, I guess, stayed right around 10 to 12. But I, I feel like overall it's probably going to go down. But I still think, personally, I have a lot more confidence in him. Maybe not a lot more, but I do have more confidence in him than Lev Bell or David Johnson. I genuinely think yeah. I would pick him before those two. Yeah, that one that one's debatable for me for sure. I think he's definitely not as dynamic of a player as those two. Oh, definitely not. But you know that the offense is gonna give him touches. That's the thing. Yeah. And he's exactly. got a good O line, uh, prolific offense. I, I think there's a. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if he was top five at the end of the year. But I mean, a lot of it's based off injuries, and. Yep, I agree. I think. With that being said, though, we should go into our number 10, and we're going to round out the show after this here, yeah. and then we'll uh, we'll come back to you and do the the, the second 10, our 11 through 20 rankings. Like but it. number 10, we've got Todd Gurley. Now, I have him at number 8. You have him at number 11, okay. so you're, you have him just outside the top 10. There are obviously concerns, but we're talking oh, yeah. about a guy that finished – the last two years is the running back one. I mean, he's had 20 total touchdowns, 20-plus total touchdowns, both of the last two years. I remember going into last year, I had told you, I was like, there's no way that he would, he'll would, he get back-to-back years with 20 touchdowns. I mean, had that ever been done? I, I remember I asking you that. Yeah, had that I, ever been done? I think it was did Tomlinson. Yeah, I think maybe? it was Tomlinson. Yeah. And... I just didn't think that he could do it. I knew the offense was good, but I thought that, that there was going to be some negative re- or just some regression, I guess, so to speak. But I think where, where he's going right now is, I mean, is in, an incredible value. I, I know there's some concerns with the arthritis in, in the knee, but I don't. I just I think he's at an all-time value. Right. I, and it's, I, it's a lot of risk if you pick him with your first pick, though. I mean, it's basically like Zeke. Oh, for sure, yeah. And I think you know that, obviously, he isn't going to have the year that he's had the past two years. That's the yeah. thing. And McVay's came out, said he wants to have two running backs. I mean, he, they obviously they kept Brown. Um, what's the other guy's name? Henderson, I think. Yep. Yep. 
And I, I, they obviously want them to be on the field as well. So the one thing that I saw that was really not what I wanted to hear about Gurley was 65% is the number he gave that he wants him to be on the field for, 65% of the time. Really? And he went last year he was on the field for like 88, I think it was. Okay. So that's a big dip. But yeah. even if, let's just say that's about, what is that, 70% of what that is? Yep. You take 70% of his numbers from the past couple of years, he's still an animal. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know if he gives you the statistics that you want out of an RB1. Yeah. And I guess as far as the arthritis is concerned, I don't think anybody should be super, super concerned. I mean, the guy is young. What right. are you, 25 years old? Yeah. And he's he's had arthritis in his knee since college, though. So. Well, and, and that's according to, to pro... Pro Football Doc, he's a guy on Twitter. I'm sure if you follow any injuries, yeah. any injuries, you you know who he is. But David Chow, he used to be a, I think it was for the Chargers. He used to be the team doctor, and he okay. always kind of breaks down injuries. and And uh, he wrote an article when this whole thing leaked, and he said like the news of arthritis isn't a shock. This shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody because after an ACL tear at least mild arthritis is is common. I mean, that's, he. I think he kind of compared, like, it's like tread on a tire. And when you tear your ACL, if you take off a little bit of tread, that's basically, like, the, the analogy he used. And I get, he said, basically, like, the, the determining factor is going to be what degree of arthritis does he have. It's not, and there's been a lot of, I mean, Sony Michelle is another guy that had arthritis co- coming into the NFL. They, this was talked about. This was before the Patriot. This was known before the Patriots drafted him, and w- they've managed him very well, in my opinion. The Patriots have managed Sony, and look at how he did in the playoffs. I just think, I think you're gonna see some regression. He, I don't think he's gonna hit 20 touchdowns again. I mean, three straight years would be incredible, and I do think that they're gonna utilize him a little bit differently. I think they're going to be cautious, but I still think he's going to be heavily involved in that offense. I mean, yeah. and I, I think if if there's any argument to be made for him, I think it's they're going to use him on the most important downs, yeah, on the goal yeah, line. Exactly. Like when the game's on the line against good teams, you'll know when they're going to use Todd Gurley. That's that's what I think is important to know. Yeah, um, games that are going to be blowouts that might be scary to play him, but I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know if it's worth the gamble. I think I, what did I have him as, RB11? Yeah, you had him at 11, I had him at But eight. that's kind of where I think his output is going to be. I, I think, I mean, saying that everybody stays healthy, and I, I don't know, I, I can't really get myself to pick him over guys like Chubb, yeah. Mixon, and that's kind of where he goes. And yeah. I, I, I'm just and not sure. Like, let's say you're doing a draft, and you have the eighth pick, and you pick a running back first. Probably go with like Chubb, because obviously you're high on Chubb. Yep. And you come back around and you get Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is your running back too. Yeah. He's looking like a snack. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just simple facts. Todd Gurley as an RB two is an animal. Yeah. But as your RB one, I don't know. That's scary, man. Scary. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I, I, I guess my question to anybody that has concerns about Todd Gurley? Is it solely the usage? Do you think they're just going to not utilize him as much and that's going to be the 
the determining factor? And then I guess I'll ask you this too: Is it is usage the only question you have, or do well, you think it's it's usage and the fact that I mean, it all takes is like his knee flared up, he's gonna sit out this I game. I think they will be cautious. I mean, I I don't think though that it's gonna have outside of like you said possibly maybe it flares up and maybe he they sit him a game or they they right. sit him a half, which is gonna be upsetting. I don't think performance wise, when he's on the field, he sh- he's not gonna have any dip in production in my opinion I mean he was clocked as the fastest player in the Super Bowl last year so it's not like his the arthritis in his knee is causing him to just be a a completely different back I would be more worried I guess personally if he was closer to the 30 year old mark but with how young he is and with how intelligent these doctors are these these sports doctors that are these team doctors I think they're going to find a way to manage it and to utilize him in the I mean they have a lot of money piled into Todd Gurley. They want to use him and and they want to keep him. Not only do they want to be able to utilize him, they want to keep him for the long haul. Right. So, I was talking earlier about averages per game. I think I said Saquon, McCaffrey, and Kamara were all yep. around 21. So, Gurley played 14 games and he was at 24 and a half points per game. So he was significantly yeah. higher. Yeah. He actually, despite missing those two games, he actually led overall fantasy points. And part of that, obviously, is going to be your touchdown production. I mean, when you have right. 21 touchdowns, that's an incredible amount of points. Right. But, I mean, he still had around 1,800 yards total. Yeah. And then let's just say, all right, he plays 12 games. I think that's fair. Just estimate. Plays 12 total games. You think that's fair, Tristan? Yeah. I would okay. say. So 75% of games, so we'll cut that total 75% of that. Okay, so we'll take off about 70, okay, 70, 80. Yep. So we're talking about 260. We take a little bit off of that for the amount of touches he's going to lose per game, okay? So we'll take off maybe 40. We're talking about a, a dip of 100 to 120 points. So 340, 342.6 was his total, take off 120, and he would be RB9, RB10 last year. Really? That's just totally ripping off all of his stats. Yeah, that's pulling straight from his production. Straight from his production and just saying what they said, the 65% and taking off four games. Yeah. He's RB9-10. Yeah. That, I mean, that's that's just Which insane. Is, and, and not that I put that stat together, obviously, but right. but that's kind of why I have him where I do. Like, I, I think I have him at number eight, and I think that might be too low. I mean, I, I really, I am somewhat worried about the usage, but what I'm not worried about is the opportunity to score fantasy points, and that's what I'm right. worried about with David Johnson. That's what I'm worried about with Lev Bell. I, I really think... It would depend on who I picked with my first pick. I really do think, though, I would pick Todd Gurley before those guys. Yeah, I, I think my rankings are part are aren't where I would pick guys. They're where I think that they're going to end up on the year, and so I think Todd Gurley is still going to be a top ten back. But I think you're going to be happier than uh, the tenth overall back because when he plays, I think he's going to be well. Actually, going into this, I thought we would be lower than a lot of people. Yeah, on Gurley, but it actually turned out we were higher yeah. than most. 
Yeah. So doing a like doing it. a mock, I've done a lot of ESPN mocks. I've had multiple where I've gotten Elvin Kamara, Todd Gurley, and Chubb. Which is incredible. I mean, oh, that's, it should you, never you happen. That should never yeah. happen. And I don't think it will happen once the season gets closer. You know, but I, I just, I think if you can get Gurley as a second running back, that's just that's the value that you're looking for. RB two that has the potential to be the the best running back in the in fantasy football, I think, is is just insane value. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's about it for our top ten. Is there any uh, anything you want to add in to the top ten before we we move on to our? Um, I guess we could talk about a couple guys that. Well, not we won't talk about. It. I I had a uh, Delvin Cook, I think, in my yeah. top ten. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep, get to him. Yeah, the we'll next get time. we'll get to these guys. You had Delvin Cook in your top ten. I'm way far off. <laughs> yeah, way Cook, where, which is a big reason why he's <laughs> not in our top ten. Right. Is is my ranking? But we'll get to that on the next show. So. Right, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, thanks like for it. tuning in, and uh, we'll be back with uh, the second half of our top 20 running backs. Thanks for tuning in.